We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Twenty minutes a day. 365 days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. What's going on, Packer fans? Welcome into another edition of the Pack-A-Day Podcast. I, of course, am one of your co-hosts, Matt Fralick. Alongside me, once again, Eli Berkovitz. Eli, we, unfortunately, don't have a game to talk about. Um, for Packers, anyways. We've got the championships this weekend. I'm excited for Sunday. Some great matchups. Chiefs, Ravens, Niners, Lions. Interested to see where people fall in line on that, especially on the NFC side. But we're not here to talk about that today because some big news has popped off. We will call that in the last 12 hours, maybe 24 hours, depending when you're listening to this. Um, it probably all started with the Joe Barry uh, foreshadowing release, not being retained, whatever word you wanted to describe it. Eli, he's been fired. He was let go from his position, relieved of his duties, relinquished of his badge to get into 1265 Lombardi Ave. For better or for worse, I think the team is moving on. And based off of the success they had, success they had this year offensively, and at moments defensively when healthy. I'm excited to see what the future holds. And with that, Eli, we have an incredible episode. Not injuries. No, no, no. We have defensive coordinators who we get to dip into, Eli. Uh, Before we get in, Eli, some of these gentlemen have interviews that have occurred, maybe while we're recording, 
earlier on Friday before we hit record, maybe even Saturday. Any good interviewing tactics you want to share with all of our listeners across the globe? What are Eli Berkovitz's maybe top three interview tips or just one that you really stick to? What are, what are your thoughts? Uh, I always like to think I'm a great interviewer. I don't know. I think there's only been one job that I've interviewed for that I did not get offered the job. So I'll take that. And my my thing is eye contact, confidence, and you roll. And also, you, you're, you're probably going to lie at least once, if not upwards of seven times. And that's fine. Like, it can't be, you know, huge necessarily, but just go along with, you know, what's happening. And uh, don't be a problem. And you usually get the job. And then later on, when all the things you lied about come and blow up in your face, you worry about it then. But you got the job. Okay. Okay. So that was actually decently sound advice. Advice. The lying part, maybe one or two white lies, but let's not say that, you know, maybe you're uh, EMT certified and then all of a sudden there's a medical incident that you're supposed to be there to to fix and uh, it doesn't get fixed, we'll say. So that's decent, decent advice, I would actually say. Just confidence, eye contact and whatnot. And let's get into some of the defensive coordinators that the Packers are looking in. I would say highly highly aggressive right now we've seen some of the domino effects and that's one of my favorite things with sports uh specifically free agency time in any sport generally i like to you know follow the nfl free agency it seems a little bit more consistent a little bit more drawn out than maybe the nba the nba is kind of a mad dash on july 1st or june 1st whenever that occurs and it'll be not really fair to compare it's a completely different ball game truly uh, it just the the salary cap just manipulates it so much, and we saw what the Dodgers had spent this last year to acquire everyone they did. But we aren't in free agency yet for the players, but we are for teams trying to acquire new talent on their coaching positions or GMs. So we know Black Monday was a few ago. I've seen some head rolls since then. I want to say at one point we had seven or eight vacancies from head coaching going all the way back to Frank Wright getting released by the Carolina Panthers and to current date, a uh, few guys here and there. We know Antonio Pierce got retained by the Raiders, justifiably so. Bill Belichick, as we record, still a free agent, which is kind of interesting to me. But nonetheless, maybe one of the bigger ones that happened um, a day and a half ago that I was unaware of, Eli, and shame on me, was the uh, the Harbaugh acquisition to go to the Chargers. Shout out to the Chargers PR team, social media team specifically. They crush it. So we're starting to see guys kind of fall into place. And that is exciting because those types of movement cause decisions to be made, Eli. We can quantify it back to an interview, right? Eli, we have a job offer for you. When can you make a decision by? Eh, I need at least two weeks. They say, hey, we only have it a week, blah, blah, blah. There's this negotiation back and forth. Maybe they're BSing you, right? Maybe you don't have another job offer that you leverage to get more money from them. But regardless, deadlines spur action. And that's what we have right now because the Packers are fully, fully immersed in getting those gentlemen to fly into Green Bay, albeit 30 to 40 degrees out, which has been nice the last couple, um, you know, couple days around here. But they got some guys coming in, Eli. And I'm just going to run through the names of where it currently sits on Friday night at 3.30 or 5.30. So there might be some updates that happen before tomorrow. There could possibly be a breaking news episode, Eli. We're in that time of the year, right? We're breaking news episodes. Sometimes these episodes go into the abyss. And I've had one or two. I think maybe they've been with you. Sometimes around some crazy uh, news that happens, Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers, etc. But we have Brandon Staley being interviewed or potentially being interviewed. Obviously, we know the fired Los Angeles Chargers head coach 
Should have probably been fired weeks prior to that, but he is let go. We have Bobby Babich. He is Buffalo Bills linebackers coach. Been there since 2017. Came in in the Sean McDermott era. Been there for a long time, which I'm actually pretty impressed by. Christian Parker, Eli, you pointed out, makes us feel old. He was born in 1991, formerly on the Packers. D-back coach for the Denver Broncos most recently. And the final one would be, uh, who am I looking at here? Aiden Dirty, uh, currently D-line coach for the Cowboys since 2021. So I'm going to give you the four, Eli. I think the main one that everyone's going to look at is Brandon Staley, and that being just because it's a popular name. Maybe your thoughts on Staley. And just overall, how about, well, give me your thoughts on Staley first. So two-part question. Thoughts on him, but also where does this team need to go defensively? I'm gonna and from a defensive coordinator standpoint, I kind of want to let you run with both of those. Yeah, so I'll start with Staley. Uh, I understand he ran a very successful defense in Los Angeles with the Rams, not the Chargers, the Rams back in 2020. But I just from seeing him as a head coach of the Chargers. And it's not just this year, and it's not just the Jaguars game in the playoffs last year. We saw for three years, I mean, unbelievably, incredibly dumbfounding decisions that just about never worked in their favor. And just and I get it. He wouldn't be the head coach. He wouldn't be making some of these crazy decisions. But bottom line, he's coming off of a terrible season, which came off of probably the worst playoff loss in a very long – one of the worst playoff losses in NFL history, 27 nothing and a half. They lose the game. And he comes out the next year and continues to coach in ways that really confused people. And like you said, many people thought he was going to be let go before that Raider game where they gave up, what, 60 points or something? So Quite a few. Yeah. Again, Staley, defensive coordinator. His team gave up over 60 points to the Raiders, quarterback by Aiden O'Connor. So just something to think about. But again, Staley, I'm sure he will get a job. And you know what? It wouldn't shock me if he ends up getting himself a decent career as a coordinator for, you know, a bunch of years going forward. But I I just simply don't want him on the Packers. I don't want him anywhere near the team. I don't want what he's bringing from, from Los Angeles with him. And it's just it's just a bad thing. I don't want to look at his face. I know some of these reasons aren't great. I just don't like him, and I don't want him on the Packers. It's that simple. But I would love to be wrong. If they hire him and he, he ends up, you know, look, bottom line, with the Rams, as much as I – you know, there was Aaron Donald, there was Jalen Ramsey. There were actually a handful of really talented players on that defense. Number one against the pass, number one in yards allowed, number one in points allowed, second in sacks, third against the run. That's obviously incredible, way better than we've seen in Green Bay for a long time. So if that happens, I would love to eat my words and be wrong, but I just, I don't want, I don't want to have to wonder about it. And then the second part was where the, where I want them to go. Uh, in general, and I'll say this, it's broad, and I'll get a little more specific, but when I say aggressive, you know, everyone says, oh, aggressive, and they think that just means, like, blitz a bunch. That's not that's not what I mean by aggressive. I mean, play with, number one, attitude, which also comes from the players, but it's got to be coached down. But also, we talk about it all the time, Joe Barry. It's third and three. Your guys are eight to 12 yards off the line of scrimmage. They're standing there, you know, oh, I wonder if this guy's going to turn around and catch a four-yard pass first down every single time, all the time. The run defense constantly be seeing, you know, way lighter boxes and maybe four men fronts, but light fronts, smaller guys in clear running situations. It just never made sense. And just time and time again, the Packers for years have been talked about as like a soft team. 
and you know they're not they're not physical enough and all that and, and that's what it is you know when watching the Niners and even the Cowboys maybe not against the Packers as much but defenses like that they rally to the football by the end of a tackle there's like six guys there almost every time the Packers are just not like that and if there are it's usually and maybe it's just because I watch the Packers the most but I've never seen a team have so many guys standing around right next to a tackle without really getting involved. Like maybe they'll throw their arm in there or turn their shoulder towards the guy, but you don't see Packers guys jumping along with other defenders bringing guys down. It just needs to get more physical. They need to make offenses really beat you. I get it, though. Oh, ben, but don't break. Ben, but don't break. And it, sometimes it works, but it's too risky because if, when you bend and you bend and you bend, eventually you do break. And we saw it over and over. Eventually you're going to break or you're going to need your defense to make a huge play, a turnover, or a sack in the biggest moment of the game every week. And that's a hard thing to do. So bottom line, I just want a defense that really plays aggressive. And again, it doesn't just mean blitzing, even though blitzing, especially bringing guys from the secondary, defensive back blitzing, we're seeing it all over the league. It's become very successful and very popular. It's just stuff we're so just boring. Like you look at other defenses, they'll have six guys at the line of scrimmage. And it's in, out, in, out. Oh, oh, who's in a blitz? Who's in a blitz? And sometimes they do blitz. Other times they drop back. Sometimes the defensive lineman drops back and the, and the corner blitzes or the safety blitzes. You don't see that with Joe Barry's defense. It was simply four men front or three men front, four linebackers, whatever, and the corners and the safeties are playing 10 yards off, and there you go. There's no thinking for the quarterback. There's no confusion post-snap for the quarterback. So I just want to see – I want to see chaos. I want to see guys running around the field. I want to see players up at the line, both – linebackers and corners on the receivers. So just in general, make it harder. Make them fight for every yard. Not you're gonna you could have 40 yards per drive, but we'll make that one stop at the 50 yard line and hope you punt. It's insane. Organized chaos and calculated aggression. That's what I'm quantifying from what you're saying. I think it's absolutely appropriate and needs to be had. I can't remember the last time we had that back in <clears throat> man, what when, when was that? Mid 2010s like that amoeba defense kind of came into the league that elephant package the packers had i might even be dating myself not further enough back but i remember julius peppers being involved within that and that was fun that was a blast and i haven't seen fun defense occurring for the packers in a long long time and i hope they can get back to that um so many things to just kind of look at what you're talking about staley i agree with i don't want staley i actually in my head when you were going through that Staley's the name, right? And that's kind of what we did when Matt LaFleur was hired. The name, the name was uh, Coach McDaniels, or uh, McDaniels. And like he was, I don't know, a polarizing figure. Josh McDaniels was on a flight to go to the Colts, whipped that sucker around, said, I'm going to the Raiders. And we know how that went. He's unemployed right now. And I think of that kind of the same thing with Staley. Didn't have that great of a reputation. Uh, maybe was covered up a little bit by the success of people around him, a la Bill Belichick for the Patriots or Brand Staley, as you mentioned, just the two of them alone, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey. So I definitely don't want Staley. Um, I think it's also, as Packer fans, people that cover the team, whomever you want to, whomever, whatever bucket you want to go into, I think they need, we need a fresh start. And that not being a Joe Barry defense that was never good on paper. And that being a Brandon Staley defense that hasn't been good on paper since he had, you know, all decade players at a defensive back spot or a, a D tackle spot. 
So, you know, the guys we look at then too, like I'm, I'm, I'm across the board on them. Like we already talked about Christian Parker, Bobby Badich, and then we got um, Aiden, Aiden Dirty. Like I, I don't know where I fall on these yet, Eli, because they are such new names, right? We, and we have that all the time. I had a friend the other night harassing him and said, hey, is Jim Leonard going to be the guy? And he says, what has he ever done? This and that. It's probably going to be a random guy. Well, based off this, I think from the casual fan, three out of four of these definitely fit that mold of a random guy. Do you have any of them? We kind of briefly talked in, in our pre-production meeting here. D- did you have any of these gentlemen that you definitely don't want based off of maybe falling to the Brandon Staley bucket, maybe of their tenure with a team, their lack of a um, resume, uh, any of those guys that fall into that bucket or on the opposite, are you like, dude, I'll take any of these three. Uh, how do you feel about the three that we kind of just talked about outside of Staley? Cause I think we can both agree. Staley is just not it. Um, maybe he gets a job somewhere, but it just doesn't, he doesn't work for me. Let's get some fresh blood in there. And especially some of these guys too. Um, I just want to give context. We're talking about Christian Parker being 32 years old, a nineties baby, Bobby Badich will be 40, 41 going into the next season. And then Aiden Dirty is 44. He'll be 45 going into next year. So a little bit older, but honestly, still young relatively for just like kind of where the NFL is. Um, So just a little context, but I kind of want to hear your thoughts on the three of them. Hey there. I'm sure you've heard a ton about daily fantasy sports, but I'm here to tell you that you've never experienced anything quite like prize picks. With basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League, a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo of three points made plus receptions. Even more fun yet? Do you want to play alongside some of Prize Pick's favorite players like rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz? You can now find community plays under the promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the prize picks community each week. I've had so much fun making prize picks a part of my daily fantasy sports routine. They cover all of my favorite sports, have a ton of variety and different options to choose from, and the player choices are immense. I even had a fun J.K. Scott selection the other day for the Chargers game. I recently had a big win on Saturday morning in a London game, and it just made the viewing experience so much more enjoyable. It's fun, it's exciting, it's easy, and there's a level of creativity and uniqueness about it that I really, really enjoy. So go to prizepicks.com slash packaday and use code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash packaday using code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. 
Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Yeah, so I feel like this is similar to what I said three years ago when we were talking about Joe Barry and Ajiro Evero uh, after Jim Leonard turned us down. Um, but, like, especially, I mean, these guys I would say even more. Like, I'm not going to pretend that I had a bunch of knowledge about Bobby Babich and and Christian Parker and Aiden Dirty, like, obviously not. But I will say that looking at, let's say, starting with Dirty in Dallas, I mean, they have the last two years a really good defense, bring a lot of pressure, do a lot of interesting things at the line. And something I think, you know, so I think people look at this differently, but I think it is a bet. I think it's a positive that Dan Quinn, former coach of the Falcons, when he left, he went to Dallas, and what did he do? He made sure to bring Dirty with him. Like, that's not something you have to do. And sometimes people will be like, oh, he's just doing it because they're friends. But, like, no, this is the NFL. He doesn't run the mm-hmm. Cowboys. He had to sell this guy to Jerry Jones or whoever's, you know, probably Jerry Jones, and he did. So that means something to me that, like, he clearly liked him, and Dallas has been good on defense. Same, I can say the same for Bobby Babich. Worked with some really talented linebackers, Matt Milano, and then uh, Terrell Bernard, who I think won't play this week, but had a really good year kind of out of nowhere. Um, so the Bills' defense this year was not great, but for the last couple of years has been good. Uh, so, again, I don't know a ton about him, but I wouldn't I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't complain about any of these guys other than Staley. And, you know, Staley, you could argue, is the most credentialed, but we know why we feel that way. And then Parker, I would say I know the least about, but I did look back at the Broncos' stats throughout this year for their pass defense. I will say it's not great for the most part. They're, they were in the bottom 10 to 12 in most stats. But for whatever reason, I mean, once that report came out, I saw a bunch of Broncos pages talking about it. Like, no, don't take him, don't take him. Like, bugging out about it. Clearly they like him. People are calling him a star. Um, so that means something. And also... I always like the idea of bringing young energy and fire and that kind of stuff. So again, will it be like, you know, I'll be like, okay, what are you going to do? I don't know enough about Christian Parker. I don't think anyone in Packers world does to be like, this is going to be amazing, but you just have to have faith. They make the right decision. So really, again, any of these three guys, I would, I would be, you know, I would not complain about, I would just have to say, okay, you know, I trust you guys and I hope it works. Uh, Staley, I would, I would start complaining real fast. 
Definitely. I mean, someone would, someone out there listening might call you an ageist thinking that you would want someone so young. But if we go back and look, like, let's go back. I'm going to go back to Dom Capers. Dom Capers currently in his 70s. But when he left the Packers, he would have been 60, 68 years old, 67 years old. Mike Pettin, when he left the Packers, he would have been, I think, in his early 50s, if I'm not mistaken, uh, about 52. And then Joe Barry right now is 53 years old. So all of these guys just entering their time with the Packers would be younger when these other gentlemen left. You know, we know Capers was there for a little while. Of course, Pettin was there for um, a little bit shorter period. But I definitely think it's important to have youth that lines up with where this team is going, right? Um, I think it's very important to have a balance, though, of course. Like, you know, Rich Passaccia is a great balancer. He is a great equalizer when it becomes the dynamic between Matt LaFleur, maybe the special teams, but he's kind of like he has a lot of respect through a lot of players throughout this entire league, not even just on the Packers. But I think you have to have someone that can relate to your guys. Not that you can't get the best out of your, your young talent if it is someone that's maybe two, three times their age. Um, there, I don't think there's necessarily a, 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 an aspect like that, but I do think when you're talking, um, about the, the ongoings of new era of football and how some of these guys are coming up, whether it be from, you know, the big schools out of Florida or Texas or California, I'm talking high school, like Ohio, Pennsylvania, et cetera. There are, they're playing top tier football for a long, long time. They get into college, they fine tune their skills at a, you know, a power five conference, um, and then they come into the league and they want someone to push them to the next level. And maybe someone like a uh, Mike Petner, Dom Capers, maybe a Mike McCarthy wouldn't speak to them as much as they could. A younger guy who is still trying to establish himself, you know, coming from a defensive back coach, coming from a D-line coach, getting an opportunity to be a part of not only the Green Bay Packers, but to control a defense and to control what goes on there. I love what you said, too, about. Uh, Dan Quinn, him pulling um, Audrey from the, or excuse me, Aiden, I keep saying his name wrong, Aiden Dirty coming from the Falcons to the Cowboys. And like you said, too, we can't expect, I mean, I, I don't know much of these guys, right? I mean, we saw a couple games this year with each of these teams, whether it was when we played them or just on television. They're not highlighting the defensive line coach for the Cowboys, especially he's been there for two years. But I do think it's important to understand the pedigree they come from. A Dan Quinn coaching tree on defense, pretty, pretty good. On the opposite spectrum, maybe a Christian Parker, not so good. They've had some ups and downs there with the Broncos from, from the top down, from quarterback play to Sean Payton coming in to a completely new ownership group. It's like how much of a fair shake has he had? little caveat about Parker that you and I both have missed on low-hanging fruit as we're about 20 minutes in, Eli, is he used to be a part of the Packers coaching staff. He came from the um, NCAA ranks down at Virginia State for a little bit of a period of time, all the way to Texas A&M as a defensive analyst, but came to the Packers in 2019-2020 to be a defensive quality control coach, went to the Broncos in 2021. I don't know. I, I don't know much about a guy that's 32 years old. I don't know much if there's going to say, but I would say that he's probably hungry. He's eager to get involved with a young coach and a young defense, and I look forward to him doing that. But I will come out in front and say, you said you like all three of them. I completely respect that and love that. Maybe there's more guys that will come up, but I'm going to say the one that I love the most is Bobby Badich. He has a long, long standing relationship with Sean McDermott. Sean McDermott hired in 2017 coming from the defensive side of the Carolina Panthers. 
comes to the Bills as their head coach, brings in Babich as the assistant defensive backs coach. And actually, as I go further and talk about this, they had some chemistry back in 2011 to about 20, I guess 2012, when um, they were on that defensive side as well in Carolina. So I'm sticking with Babich as my guy right now. There's a few other intangibles based off that, just like like you mentioned for sure. That Bills defense has been damn good for a while. Finding diamonds in the rough, Matt Milano definitely won. Um, but I think he definitely impacts it. He was the safeties coach at one point. So does Micah Hyde make a trip back to Titletown? I think I saw you or Janelle teasing all of us on the internet earlier this week about maybe a potential return. But I, I think Babich is my guy. Grew up, or not grew up, but born in Oklahoma, went to high school out in the Dakotas, went to North Dakota State, has that kind of grit. Maybe even some, uh, him and Tucker Kraft might be some boys. I mean, he's only, I mean, he's about double Kraft's age, but you get my point. That's the guy I'm looking at, Bobby Badditch, just based off his pedigree with McDermott, having some consistency there, waiting, truly waiting for the right opportunity. I can't tell you how many interviews he's had in the past, but that would be my dude. Eli, any final thoughts on the guys we mentioned? And if not, do you expect maybe this number to grow? As I said, right now it is about seven minutes to six Central Standard Time on Friday. We have four candidates selected, one with an interview already done, three more to go, more than likely. Maybe they happen early in the day. It hasn't been reported on a Friday afternoon. Do we double that number? Do they stick with the four? Do we add one or two throughout the weekend? Maybe they all suck, truly. Maybe they just interview bad. They don't lie enough like you do what happens then? Where do we kind of go? So any final thoughts on them and where does this, where does the search continue? Where, where do we, where do we kind of end up here? Um, final thoughts are again, there are things there's definitely more to learn about these guys, but as we kind of spoke before the show, I do sort of lean with you towards uh, Bobby Babbage. There's just the, the pedigree of being at that Buffalo defense for so long and doing both safeties and linebackers. Like you said, Micah Hyde, also, Jordan Poyers obviously had an incredible career over there in Buffalo uh, with Babbage. So, again, but I, I definitely think it's going to grow, in my opinion. Like, I think these guys are three guys that are getting, it seems, you know, not, not household names, I'll say. So, I think not necessarily that they're going to go after a bunch of household names also, but I think they're going to probably do a bit of a broad search. They have to get this higher right. They cannot go and they cannot botch another defensive coordinator higher. It's been two in a row and they know right now their windows open as open as it's ever going to be. You do not want to waste two or three of those years on a terrible defense. So I think they're going to bring in some more. And yeah, I mean, it wouldn't shock me if by the end of this, we hit eight to 10, you know, eight to 10. That's great. I mean, I Find the best candidate. That's they fine. interviewed, I mean, I guess it's different head coach versus coordinator, but they interviewed like what, like 11 guys before the It was a the lot. It, yeah, it was, it was more than four. I know that. It was definitely it more was, than five or six. It was, I would I, say it was I mean, damn near close to double, double digits. digits. Yes, it was. So, man, I got to make the right decision, right? And I, not I think, I know that the defensive coordinator spot has been an issue for many, many years back to the tail end of Dom Caper. So let's call it shoot, let's call it 10 years, eight years, and we don't feel like we've had consistency. Petten at times was okay, but truly, like, never got them over the hump. You know, they brought him, he brought him from the cellar with capers to, like, middle of the ground, but we definitely had some absolute blunders um, under his regime, being that he just couldn't stop the damn run. 
and just truly some boneheaded things that happened. And he was there such a short period of time that it makes you think similar to the Joe Barry era that it just the patience were not there. <laughs> what he was adapting to wasn't there. Capers kind of was always stuck in his ways, but truly was an innovator when it came to that nickel defense and um, respect him. Dom Capers a ton for that because he's still in the freaking league, man. Dom Capers has still been coaching football. He's a senior defensive uh, assistant for the Panthers right now, and we'll see where he goes after that. But he is – that guy, not only is his defense uh, consist, I would say solid or consistent, but that hair. Boy, is that hair good. Never out of place. Always good. Whether it's fake or indifferent, Eli, it doesn't matter. So um, – I'm excited to see what they do here. I really am excited that we were able to get into this. Now, I do want to put a caveat out. As we kind of get into the offseason, you guys, there's constantly moving pylons or constant moving goalposts, albeit this is Saturday, finally, this is episode. We appreciate that. Now, breaking news, wherever it feels like breaking, directly from the podfather himself, via our slack channel yes that's where we make all of our decisions and important things that happen via pack a day podcast no 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 nonsense in there eli never any jokes never any fun always straight to the business but i want to give you guys a little bit of a rundown of what to expect based off the current dcs being interviewed as eli said there's four there could potentially be five six seven eight we might go for two weeks until we get someone selected that could happen Maybe they wait until the end of the after the Super Bowl. Maybe there's a couple dudes out there that they think they would love to bring in. Um, who knows? But here's where it currently stands. So on Sunday, you're gonna get Gage, Nick, and Jimmy talking about Aiden Dirty, as we said, the D-line coach for the Cowboys. Monday, you're gonna get uh one of the OG crews, Andrew Mertig, Kyle Fellows, and Maggie Loney doing Christian Parker, the young 32-year-old from Denver. Tuesday, Jacob. And Jacob will do Bobby Badich, which I'm excited to listen to that one. Everyone else should be. Wednesday, you get Dusty, Steve, and Sarah, who I feel like have been doing this forever together. They're going to do Brandon Staley. Thursday, if need be, sounds like there's some rumblings that Mark and Jason will talk about Chris Chris Harris. Now, I don't know if that's going to occur, but it sounds like there's some rumblings going on. So that's, I guess... A little bit of breaking, additional breaking news. We'll see what happens with Chris Harris. Maybe Al Harris next is in the mix. I think, as I've talked about that, Eli, I think you're very, very accurate. This list could get very long, especially if they did it for head coaching. Why not do it for DC? Because you're in a position to really make a good decision. So I'm excited to see what that is. If things change, you guys be fluid with us. We're always trying to give you the latest Pack-A-Day podcast news on our entities and, of course, the Packer news because that's why you guys listen to us. We try to always have the most current content. Sometimes during the offseason, things change. And these episodes, like I said, Eli, they go into the abyss. Those MP3s are deleted. They never see the light of day. And if there were some, uh, I guess, uh, black hole episodes, I can only imagine what they would be about. Truly some ramblings before uh, maybe Aaron Rodgers was traded, uh, Devontae Adams was traded, uh, whatever else it could be. I'm sure those episodes would be very underwhelming. But if you guys haven't already subscribed to where you listen to this podcast, Stop your vehicle, stop the dishes, stop the laundry, stop talking to your kids, stop doing whatever you're doing, put the coffee down, take out your phone, your tablet, your laptop. Please subscribe to Back of Day Podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. I know recently, about a month ago, we had someone inquire about, hey, you don't offer this podcast platform for Pack a Day, or Pack a Day isn't on this platform in this foreign country. If that's the case, we will make all means possible through our affiliate blue wire to make sure you guys get there because we want you to be able to listen to it. And if you can't do that, um, please let us know, reach out to me, 
on Twitter at Matt underscore Frey underscore. That's at M-A-T-T underscore F-R-A underscore. Tweet out at me, DM me. My DMs are open to say, hey, you know what? I live in insert random state. I guess not state. Country, continent, whatever. We want to listen to Packaday, and we'll do our best to do that. And, of course, if you ever had already checked out Andy Herman on the YouTube side, you absolutely need to. We hit 20,000 followers or subs, Eli. I put out a bird call to try to get us a 20K. We got the 20K. I got a $50 gift card for someone. I need to reach out to the uh, the social media team of Packaday to say, hey, who was the 20th? 20,000 person because they got a $50 gift card for the Packer Pro Shop coming from yours truly. And this is the time of year to get it because stuff actually goes on discount. So that $50 can stretch a little bit further. But as I said, please support Packer Day Podcast, however you do. And of course, myself with the content I'm putting out at my Twitter handle at Matt underscore Frey underscore. That's at M-A-T-T underscore F-R-A underscore. Eli, what do you get going in the offseason? You finished the year with some incredible guests on the pack. I imagine you're going to reset, you know, just keep the batteries up again, but what do you got going on? I know you got some writing going on, maybe some, maybe some bets going on for prize picks right now, since I know we're in the, in the, the championship weekend, but let everyone know what you got going and feel free to plug everything and anything. Uh, yeah, I'll probably take a little bit of a break, but honestly, this is where we start getting to my favorite part of the year, which is draft season. So I anticipate doing as much, draft content as I can so you can find any writing I do for the draft over at packreport.com of course follow me on twitter at book of eli underscore nfl where I'll put you know all my uh cut-ups of any players I think the Packers should be interested in any coaches film I can find stuff like that and in terms of bets only because you brought it up I had a pretty magical weekend last week even with the Packers loss which sucked uh, yeah, I hit, hit three or four parlays in a pretty large way. It was pretty, it was, it was nice. Um, but yeah, guys, keep, look out for my Twitter. I will plug something that I probably shouldn't plug on this show, but, uh, yeah, everyone <laughs> again, Twitter at book of Eli underscore NFL. Oh, and also follow the pack, of course, at the pack underscore show on Twitter. Hell yeah. Absolutely, man. Uh, congrats on the part. I, I felt like the prize picks was hitting last week and I actually did pretty well too. I missed uh, a six leg one by like, I think Mahomes in like 20 more yards passing. Um, but you know, horseshoes and hand grenades, I suppose, but shout out to you at three or four. That's good. And, uh, yeah, I will tail any sort of thing anyone has out there. I know Andy's been putting some stuff out once in a while and I just hop on cause it's like, if Andy thinks it's good, at least we're riding <laughs> and dying together. It's fun. So yeah. no, I'm excited. Like, like you said, it's, it's cool to get out of the, you know, break up the routine of 18 weeks and change before and after of what it looks like, but truly getting into the DC, getting to what free agency looks like, what money they have to play with. I know um, the first thing I did on Sunday was look at to see the, the current salary cap impact in 2024 and seeing that David Bakhtiar is the most expensive prompted me to not sulk in any sort of squander or filth from the night before, but truly say, hey, Here's the facts. Uh, David Bakhtiari is going to cost a lot of money. What happens next? So let's get fully into free agency mode, uh, coordinator mode, signing guys. And then at the end of the day, let's see what they can do in the draft. And I'm totally excited for that. And I definitely, definitely know that um, I have my work caught up for me every time of draft season because I do watch a decent amount of college football. I did more this year than normal, but there's always so many little nuggets of guys. And we also have the uh, Shrine game coming up, too. And I know the Packers are going to be somehow part of that. Usually send a guy down or two. So I'm excited to see what that looks like. But for Eli Berkovitz, I am Matt Freilich. You guys take care. Be well. Enjoy championship weekend. Saturday, 
truly has nothing. Get some things done. Build up the equity to be a bum on Sunday and hopefully win some prize picks. And, of course, watch your favorite team or whoever you're cheering for win. Um, you guys take care. Like I said, be well. And, of course, go back up. Go. Go.